second half of Major League Baseball season kicks off. And so we get into that. We've got a very baseball-centric podcast in store for you today. Uh, we start off with some NFL news, news of the week. Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals agreed to a five-year, $230 million extension. So we get into that, share our thoughts on what that, you know, what we think about the Cardinals this upcoming year, and then also, you know, moving forward through the duration of this contract, what it might mean for the quarterback landscape, uh, Lamar Jackson's deal, just a bunch of talking points um, that kind of are the fallout from that new extension. So we get into all of that to start off the podcast, and then we get into baseball. We talk about second half of the season. Uh, we talk about the Rangers. We talk about uh, what we thought of their approach in this year's draft, really swinging for the fences there. And then, of course, uh, the big storyline in all of baseball, Juan Soto potentially getting traded from the Nationals. Uh, should the Rangers go after him? What would that package look like? Just how special a player is Juan Soto? So we talk about that, uh, talk about a lot more storylines with the Rangers. And then we had so much fun with our fictional character draft last year. So we're doing a different iteration on it uh, on this week's podcast. And so we do a home run derby draft. And so we're drafting three players, one of them fictional, two of them major league baseball from any era. And uh, we just go snake draft style. So it's myself, Austin and Alex on this week's pod. Got a lot of great dis- discussion coming up and it's all coming up right after this. All right, to start off the podcast, uh, we've got to talk about, well, the sports news of the day. Uh, Kyler Murray agreed to an extension with uh, the Arizona Cardinals. It locks him up until through the 2028 season. Uh, Kyler Murray and the Cardinals agreed to a five-year, $230 million, $230.5 million contract extension. Um, I've got Alex and Austin here with me. Uh Guys, when the Rappaport tweet came across about this deal, 160 million guaranteed, uh, second highest average annual value of all QBs behind Deshaun Watson, what were your initial thoughts? I thought it was a bit of an overpay, you know. But Just, I mean, qu- quarterbacks—it's all about the next guy to get paid. Um, that's really what it is. I don't think he's worth that. But you don't. It's the quarterback market. It fluctuates. It like, does fluctuate, but like das, Dak Prescott was what pretty close to the highest paid quarterback last year after he got his extension. Now he's number seven. So it's yeah. just the market. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I mean, it. That's the way the quarterback quarterback market goes. It's. It's why, I don't know. It's why Cowboys fans wanted them to sign Dak sooner rather than later because. It's like the longer you wait to sign your quarterback, the more expensive he gets because you just have a new top of the market that you're basing everything off of. Um, So I, I don't know. I wouldn't like giving that kind of money to Kyler Murray. Um, Maybe if he had like a proven track record, but well, he does in the month of September. Yeah. 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 (laughs) If you break that down for the 30 days that he actually is a good quarterback out of the year. Yeah. Really the, the I don't know Sundays. if that's his problem though, or if that's a Cliff problem. Because if you look at Cliff's track record, it's even worse. First half of the season, all the way back to Tech, was really good, and the second half he falls apart. So together, yeah, there's I mean, the perfect pairing, though. You know, <laughs> I think part of it's Cliff, but I think part of it's Kyler because he's so little, he gets banged up throughout the season. That too. What's- He's probably what like the highest paid player ever under five feet tall or something like that. I mean, right. yeah. So if you're talking, you know, the, they talk about AAV, the average annual value. But if you do the average annual value by square inch, Kyle Murray is like the highest paid athlete of all time. Yeah. Yeah. I was sort of surprised it wasn't 100% guaranteed because a guy like Deshaun Watson got that. Like, I was surprised his agent couldn't. That's fair. That, I didn't but... think about that. Well, I think you only get that kind of contract if you sexually assault over 20 women. <laughs> Allegedly, but yeah. <laughs> we got to be. <laughs> oh, man. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to stew in this for a second? Yeah, we just going gonna to let that hang over there. The fact that uh... Kyler Murray's making $46 million a year and it's second behind none other than Deshaun Watson. Just... I love that. But hey, the Browns are preparing for, you know, a season without Watson and they go out and they sign Josh Rosen to a one-year contract this year. I mean, I, we're really I laughed, the lead with that one. I laughed out loud when I saw that notification. Alex offered <laughs> me Jacoby Brissett for a fourth round pick today. 
I just have it sitting in my inbox. Just yeah, it's just uh, yeah, just sitting on it. I just don't know. Just take it. it. You offered me Miles Gaskin, and I literally I can't take any more players. That's why I offered the pick. Yeah, I can't either. That's why we need a taxi squad in that league, but that's a discussion for another time. Another day. We don't have one. We don't have one in the eight and eight league. No, we Um, could really use it. I got four rookie running backs who are all second string for the most part. Yeah, I mean, I'll trade you Zeke for one of them if you want. I don't really want to trade them. Is the thing, but they're not going to help me this year. (laughs) Okay, well, so anyways, Kyler Murray, um, does this? does this change your opinion on the Cardinals moving forward? Because for me, I just like, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to think of these things in a vacuum because like, if I'm the Cardinals, I don't know if Kyler Murray is worth $46 million a year, but what's your alternative? Like what quarterback are you going out to replace him with? Are you just going to go out and tank and try and draft one? Because six, seven, eight other teams are planning to do that this year. You know what I mean? So it's like, when yeah. with our with their roster, they I don't think they could. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. they kind of yeah. had to. Um, I don't so think this really changes my opinion of the Cardinals because it's it's Kyler Murray. Like my opinion of the Cardinals was with Kyler Murray, like to begin with, and so now it's just going to be more Kyler Murray and the Cardinals moving forward. I don't yeah. I don't know. Do you all agree? Decent. Are you all in the same boat? I play decent regular season football. Like that's the kind of the Cardinals yeah. brand at this point. And I don't think, you know, I think locking up your quarterback, I think for them is probably, I mean, as opposed to the alternative is a good move, but it doesn't move the needle. It doesn't make them better. No. Yeah. Like, if anything, it just hampers their future stuff a little bit with the cap, but they had to do it. It's either that or losing for nothing. And just it's the NFL. Pray they get a good draft pick. You know, the cap doesn't exist. And their team in general is just sort of old. So I really think the next three years is their window to do something. Hmm. Okay. Well that, so that kind of, so, I mean, three, three years, but that kind of brings me into the, the next talking point I wanted to get into. Uh, So Calamari is, I mean, unless he gets traded or whatever, he's going to be with the Cardinals through the 2028 season. So he basically has five years after this season. So he's got six more years left in Arizona. Um, during that time, during the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray, um, basically run for this next half decade, will the Cardinals, this is prediction time, will the Cardinals reach an NFC championship game at time? They don't have to win it and win the NFC and go to the Super Bowl. They just have to get to the NFC championship game. Are we saying yes, they're making it there or no, they're not? Uh. I'll be bold. Say yes. I'm not expecting it to happen this year, but just, you know, the Rams, they're a little older than the Cardinals themselves, and that's really the only competition in the uh, division right now. Seahawks are down. 49ers, you never know about the 49ers, but Trey Lance is coming. Could see him finally putting something together and just getting a little lucky, going a little run, because you only need to win like two playoff games to get to the championship game or one if you got the buy so I could yeah, the, N- the nfc is a little bit more wide open yeah than the not, afc obviously i would be inclined to say that they could reach it maybe in the second or third year but yeah i, I don't think they'll yeah. win i don't think they'll win the nfc i don't think they're going to the super bowl in the next three years okay what about but both of y'all are saying they'll make an nfc championship uh, game. i think they could make one yeah uh, just going to good little run like everything just clicks at the right time i could see get it. hot and not september and maybe see what happens yeah exactly get hot maybe what the they season. can do is they can <laughs> they can like hack calamari's phone and make it to where like the calendar just shows september like january yeah this and is where we're, this is where we're at <laughs> <laughs> then i think they could get there but if you try and tell them yeah you're you're going to be playing in January. He's like, Oh no, no, no. I'm sorry. I can't do that. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's a, a, a toss up. I think originally I was inclined to say that. Yeah. I don't think that they could make it just because I'm, I'm not very high on the Cardinals with Kyler Murray, but when you look at the NFC landscape and you look at the quarterbacks in the NFC, 
I mean, right now it's Murray, Dak, Stafford, Rodgers, Brady, Brady, and Cousins. <laughs> See, I was hoping we wouldn't mention Cousins. I got so to represent. I'm a representative. So, so that Trent could, you know, be all pissed off whenever he Daniel, heard this. Daniel Jones. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Daniel Jones. The real question is, is Kyler Murray going to be able to get past Danny Dimes in the playoffs in order to make it to the NFC Championship? No way. No Not way. Not a chance. Not a chance. <laughs> so I, yeah, man, I don't know. Um, I think, I think I'll say yes. Cause I think you're right. I think you can have certain things break your way. Um, I think the thing that scares me the most about Kyler is just his durability because being a little guy like he is, the, those injuries seem to linger a little bit longer than they do for other quarterbacks. And mm. if you're talking about playing into January, everyone's hurt at that point in the season anyways, but he definitely turns into a different quarterback when he has those lingering injuries. So well, that would I be mean, the big concern yeah. for me. They've got old receivers too. I mean, you've got AJ Green, DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins. Who is, I mean, Hollywood yeah. Brown. I mean, he's not old, but yeah. You're running back. Another little guy. Yeah. You're running back. So yeah. what? Chase Edmonds and is it still James Conner? No, Chase, Chase no, Edmonds is Chase, Chase, Chase Edmonds Miami, right? Oh, I yeah, thought Chase Edmonds. Oh, Connor's the guy now. And James Conner. Sorry, Chase Edmonds left. Yeah, he drafted sorry. somebody or something. Oops, like that. my brain was not working. That's a, that's a, that's a preview of a, of a fantasy segment idea I have for us whenever we get closer to the season is going through and this is kind of a tease going through and listing the players that are on different teams and how that's going to affect their fantasy. Cause I mean, someone like Chase Edmonds, you don't think about the fact, Oh yeah, he's not in Arizona anymore. He's in Miami and there's countless other guys like that. I mean, Hollywood Brown is in Arizona now. Um, mm. Amari Cooper is in Cleveland. Like it's just even even the Devonte Adams to yeah even the big guys yeah yeah um, yeah, yeah yeah. Deshaun Start. Watson went from not playing in Houston to not playing in Cleveland. So <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I got a wait. I got a question to poise for you guys. Same type. Okay. Of. So it sort of goes back to the first my initial reaction. One of the first things I thought I was like, ooh, I bet you Lamar Jackson is got a grin ear to ear right now so kyler's number is 46.1 do we think lamar gets a bigger deal than that before the season starts poise that to you guys i think his deal will be bigger than kyler's yeah yeah yeah, yeah at least 47 is what i'm thinking yeah i mean he's got an mvp like I, yeah no, i think no playoff wins more. though no you think Lamar's then. Lamar's going to demand more? Kyler Murray doesn't have any playoff wins. No, but that's he said he got MVP, but then that was just my. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so he has the same number of playoff wins, but one more MVP it's, than Kyler does. Sort of, yeah, he's sort of like the same type of quarterback, just a little taller. Yeah, just taller. Um. So wait, your question is what? What does this mean for Lamar? Yeah, like, do you think he'll get a bigger deal, and like, do you think it happens before this season, like? within a couple days, honestly. I think this deal definitely puts pressure on the Ravens. Yeah, I saw a report today. He re- He's reported early for camp, which is a pretty good sign, probably. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we got a deal tomorrow. It'll be a bigger deal than Kyler's, and I think he'll get it. Yeah, I think it will be, starts. too. Yeah. If you're well, Lamar, I mean... Betty's so, asking okay. for more than Deshaun, honestly. Because, I mean, he's more reliable than Deshaun right now. He's got a good agent. I mean, yeah, I think Lamar deserves to be paid near the top um, because he's more reliable. He's more durable. Um, and he's just, I mean, you can make a case at their, you know, at their best Watson versus Lamar, but I would take Lamar over Kyle Murray. Mm-hmm. Like where do you put Sunday? Where do you put Lamar Jackson in the, the, the scope of NFL top, quarterbacks? Top five, top five, yeah, like fringe top five, but like four or five. So I think the top five you got to put Mahomes and Josh Allen. Mahomes yep. and Josh Allen, and then okay. I bet I think it's honestly right now Rogers. I would say Rogers and Brady. Rogers and Brady. And then I guess the, the, the Rogers. I don't the, think I, 
the Rodgers and Brady, Brady is not anymore. It's non-negotiable. He had the most. He had the most passing yards of anybody in the league last year. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. It's just. I don't know, he's not really. So then for that fifth spot, like it comes that. down to do you like Burrow, Herbert, or Lamar? Stafford. Okay. I'm just kidding. Rosie's uh, not here. You don't have to kiss up to him. I know. <laughs> yeah. Stafford and Russ are a little outside that. They're I like think seven, I'd, take, I'd take Burrow over Lamar, but then I put Lamar. This is like. Okay. So I don't know if y'all. I mean, Alex, I know you do. I don't know about you, Austin, but. Um, Bill Simmons and Ryan Rossillo would do like a Sunday night NBA pod during like the second half of the NBA season and into the playoffs. And one of their segment ideas they did was um, the top 20, top five guys in the NBA. And it was like, they were making fun of the segment of, you know, Oh, this guy's a top five player in the NBA. And like, you can list out all these players that all these and NBA analysts would be like, Oh yeah. John Moran's top five player in the NBA. Oh Yeah. You know, fill in the blank for whoever. There are twenty and guys then, who on any given night could be a top yeah, five player. So then yeah. they went yep. and they listed their top twenty, top five guys in the NBA. And I, I feel, feel like, like it's could, similar it's for like, NFL quarterbacks. It's, yeah, you, yeah, like, you could have the top fifteen or you could have the top fifteen top ten guys in the NBA in the NFL quarterback. Yeah. For quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it I just agree. depends. I mean, any given Sunday, one of the guys can pop off, but Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um Y'all have anything else on Kyler Murray? Not really. Yeah, I no. just don't think. I just. I mean, it's it's meh. Happy for him. Yeah, definitely made the right choice choosing uh, football over baseball, especially <laughs> with what <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Oakland look days the, are looking like. Yeah. That would have sucked. Yeah, that's for that's for sure. Okay. <laughs> well, speaking artist. of baseball, that's a good segue. Uh, second half of the season just started. Good job, our guys. Rangers won yesterday, uh, by the time our listeners hear this, uh, Woo-hoo. against the Marlins 8-0 to start the second half of the season with a win. Um, a second serious half win, a thousand. actually. <laughs> um, Shout out John Gray. Yeah, but first, I mean, that game, whatever. First, I think we need to start with the draft that the Rangers had. Uh, the Rangers shocked the baseball world. By taking Kumar Rocker with the third overall pick, pitcher from Vanderbilt, uh, to hopefully pair with his Vandy teammate Jack Leiter, who we took number uh, two overall in the draft last year. Supposedly, if you go back to the 2021 draft before there were the injury concerns with Rocker, the Rangers were going to take him number two. They weren't going to take Jack Leiter. They were going to take Rocker. Hmm. Then this Rocker- really worked out. <laughs> Rocker had the health concerns, so he fell to 10 to the Mets. Mets weren't able to sign him. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he said, okay, I'm going to go play independent ball, and I'll go to the draft next year. And so the Rangers get Jack Leiter last year with the second overall pick. A year later, have the third overall pick, and they get his teammate, Kumar Rocker. Uh, It's a risky pick. There's no doubt about it. There's a reason it shocked the baseball world. But the upside there is, I mean, the ceiling is the roof. I mean, this guy is your, he's, you know, I think a realistic upside is he's a two, three starter. Mm -hmm. I mean, he has the potential to be an ace. Um, He's kind Mm -hmm. of on a similar trajectory as lighter. I mean, very, very elite fastball. What were you saying, Alex? I said probably just a little ahead of him, actually. Yeah. In terms of development. His fastball is better at this point. Do we I mean, know? Just, do we know where he's going? Triple A or bullpen? We don't know. Up in the bigs. Okay. No. Do you have any idea when we will know? Or is that just up Spring in the air? Spring training. Next year. Oh. Yeah. That's true. It'll okay. be spring training. He'll be in Arizona. He'll probably start Double A. If I had to guess, I could see him being on the Jack Leiter timeline. Just a year later. That'd make the Rough Riders fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it would. Um, okay, so the Rangers, so they shock the world, or they shock the baseball world, they get Jack, or they get Kumar Rocker. Um, by doing this, they were able to sign Rocker for well below his slot value. And then they didn't have a second or third round pick. And so with their fourth round pick, they go out and they draft Brock Porter. 
And Brock Porter was widely considered by many to be the best, like the best pitching prospect in this year's draft. But the reason he made it to the fourth round is because he was telling teams, you're going to need, like, I need $4 million slot signing bonus. Otherwise, I'm just going to go play baseball at Clemson because he already had a full ride to Clemson, had committed there. And so he was telling teams, if you're going to draft me, I need $4 million. Um, otherwise, I'm just going to stay in college. Well, the Rangers, with yeah, with drafting Rocker and getting him below slot value and then not having a second and third round pick, they draft Brock Porter and they give him $4 million. It was actually announced this evening, Thursday night, uh, by John Hyman on Twitter, uh, close to four million. He said a bit under four. Um, he Brock Porter was a hundred and ninth draft pick, and he was ranked seventh best in this draft by Baseball America. And the Rangers got him at the hundred and ninth pick in the draft. So, first two picks, Kumar Rocker and Brock Porter. I mean, the Rangers went for it. Yeah. Heck they yeah. swung for the fences and it okay. might work out. It might not, but like if it works out, I mean, this could be a <laughs> franchise changing draft. It's like, yeah. you know, even if rocker fails, it's like what we said whenever we, you know, grabbed Seeger and Simeon, you know, last off season, like at least we're trying. <laughs> and yeah. I think this, I mean, this shows that they're, you know, the Rangers want to be good for a long time. And in order to be good, sometimes you have to take gambles on somebody with like an injury history, like Rocker, um, who has you know big upside and high potential. And so I don't know. I this this draft got me really excited mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because you know you can never have too many just amazing arms. Yeah, so, yeah. The potential to have a great one, two, three with uh, Lighter, Kumar, and uh, Colwyn. Col- oh, yeah, Col- Col- honestly. Let's just trade Colwyn, man. We might not even need him, you know? I mean, you could have... If you want to be decent. If, if all these guys work true. out, because, like, Owen White is pretty high up there in the yeah, prospect rankings, too. So, like, you could have potentially... I mean, odds are not all these guys are going to work out. True. But based on, like, the best pitching prospects in the Rangers farm system, you could have Rocker, Leiter, Porter, Wynn, and Owen White, and that's your five-man rotation right there. It's like even if only three of those five guys work out, still in a good place, yeah. So, and we oh, got, yeah. we already got and, two studs up here right now, and Gray and Perez. If we just keep those guys and along, you should sell Perez. Yeah, huh? that you think so? That might be, that might be Mariners are looking for some starting pitching. I don't know <laughs> if we can't get to five hundred by the, you know, the deadline. Oh. I think you do, but well, and here's the thing with the Rangers is like we we know they're gonna they're gonna keep spending money because. Yeah. You don't go out does. there and spend half a billion dollars on your middle infield and then just say, all right, we're done. No, yeah. <laughs> like, if you're going to contend, you go all in and you you continue to spend money. And you don't just kind of have one foot in the spending door and one foot in the save money door. And you look at the Rangers payroll that they have on the books next year. The only guys confirmed with money owed to them next year is Corey Seager at 35 million, Simeon at 26, John Gray at 15 and Brad Miller at four. They have club options on Garrett Richards, Jose Leclerc and Cole Calhoun Richards at 9 million Leclerc at six and Cole Calhoun at five and a half. So if you add all those guys up together, their total payroll right now is 103 million and the competitive balance tax threshold is 233. Oh man! So they have 130 a lot million of moves a lot to of play moves. with. To play with. Now they have a lot of free agents coming up, or they've got a lot of arbitration and pre-arbitration guys coming up. I mean, they got Adolis Garcia, Mitch Garver, Taylor Hearn, Nathaniel Lowe. Um, Garver's out for the season, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I thought. So I mean, they've got guys. Are, I mean, Jonah Heim. I mean, they've got guys who are gonna. I like Heim a lot. <laughs> fill up that payroll, but that's like. Insane. You can go out and you can spend money on mm. pitching this offseason, sure up your rotation, and go contend in 2023. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So 
can't wait. Let me ask this, and then we'll move on from the draft. Um, baseball drafts, I don't know. They're impossible to assess right away, more so than any other sport. Uh, it's that one of the one of the guys who covers the Rangers that I I like. You know the way I like the way he covers the Rangers, and when he talks about the draft, he says to Rangers fans, "Okay." enjoy the excitement of draft night and then just forget the name of that guy for five years. Just don't put any expectations on him. Don't be tracking his minor league stats. Just forget about him. Let him go in the minors, let him earn his scars, let him develop. And then, then we can start talking about, you know, how he's going to fit into, you know, the Rangers 26 man roster. Uh, And it just, I mean, I think it's spot on because Rangers are, I mean, baseball drafts, you just can't assess him right away, but the question I will ask you guys is how do you feel about the Rangers approach to this year's draft swinging big on getting Kamar Rocker and getting Brock Porter and like their approach on like, okay, well we can get Rocker under slot. Then we can go and get a guy like Porter and overpay for him to steal him away from Clemson. I mean, just from their approach standpoint, how did you feel like when the Rangers draft was pretty much all wrapped up at that point? pretty excited you know they're just they're swinging at needs sort of Mm -hmm. like what the angels have been doing these last couple years only our pitching prospects have looked a little better but (laughs) just what you need to do as a team it's not very good hasn't spent money in a while besides last season Mm -hmm. like you just draft the the good pitchers see what sticks yeah you got to roll the dice and just hope it works out because like you said the mlb draft is almost a crap shoot because you never know how they're going to react to going to the minors and just being down there for so long. Could mess with their psyche and whatnot, but I mean, it's, it's just good that's rolling over. Exactly, it's just good that they're taking a big swing at it because they haven't done that in a while, honestly. Hmm. Okay, Austin, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything that Alex says. Like, if anything, it just shows that you know the Rangers want to win. You know, you have several MLB franchises that are like. I don't care. We'll sell minimal tickets and, you know, the owner will still make it. <laughs> Oakland A's. Oh, Oakland A's. So, sorry. I so, have a scratch it's in like, my throat. It's back to what you said, Andrew. You know, you don't just spend a little bit of money. Or hey, half a billion is not a little bit. But if you spend, you're going to keep spending. <laughs> and so, yeah. and, you know, a big gamble, you know, a big amount of money. And then to go out and draft guys with just massive amounts of upside. And, you know, like you said, it takes, you know, five years for some of these guys to develop. So, Sometimes you do have to draft on the upside and, you know, mm-hmm. just hope that some of the, the injury history and things like that will kind of work itself out as, you know, they start to work with more elite trainers and things like that. And so I like the approach to this year's draft. I yeah. think it's got some spunk, you know, I think that, you know, it has the potential to be, you know, really great in two or three years. So, yeah. Fortune favors the bold. So I like the strategy. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Swing for the fences and, See if if just one of the top two guys works out, then the draft's a win. Yep, like that's yep. it. Um, okay, well, so we talked about the draft. I mean, really, the only other big baseball stories right now is like we had the home run derby and All Star Weekend. Like, there's not really anything else going on in the baseball. Luka Doncic right? of baseball wants to leave his current team. Juan Soto. Let's oh yeah, do y'all want to talk about that? a little bit yeah we can touch on it (laughs) okay well all right so elephant in the room juan soto uh turned down a 14 year 440 million dollar contract offer from insane and i gotta say like i know he turned it down because the average annual value was low it was like what 29 million Uh and i put it into perspective Corey seager is making 35 million this year from the rangers 35 and a half yeah, like I love Corey what, Seager. He's twenty. Soto's right? worth more. And Soto's twenty three, right? Seager's twenty nine. Oh, Seager's twenty nine. Yeah. Soto might be younger than that. Soto's. I think he's. I think Soto's twenty three. Yeah, I think. Guys, might be right. Um, so I get. I I I understand why he turned it down. Average annual value, all that. I just gotta say, I I don't know if I would have the um. I definitely would to have someone say, yeah, we'll pay you $440 million. And I'm like, mm, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think I could do that. 
four, 14 years is a long time. Yeah, that's a long contract. Like, No, it is. But it's also yeah. financial security. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I mean, it's, it's like... Even, it's, we're, we're also, like, married. Some of us have kids. Like, so, yeah. <laughs> of course. Of course. You know me with... You give, know, almost. Give me that kids. passive income, baby. <laughs> yeah, give me, give me all that. Like... <laughs> Um, so he turns that down. Nationals will now field trade offers for Soto. I saw a report from Bob Nightingale today on Thursday where he said that the Nats have begun fielding preliminary offers for Juan Soto with seven teams already weighing in. Those seven teams were the Mariners, the Padres, the Giants, the Dodgers, the Cardinals, the Yankees, and the Mets. So the Rangers were not mentioned there. Last week, John Hyman had wrote an article about it, and he actually gave... He came up with like his own hypothetical odds for which team was going to trade for him. And he actually gave the Rangers the best odds. It was 10 to one, but he still gave them the best. Um, reporting's kind of all over the place. Uh, it's very early in this process. Yeah, that's how it goes with these things. But teams yeah. basically have the chance to trade for modern day Ted Williams with two and a half years of control. Yeah. This, this doesn't happen. Like you know, this doesn't happen in baseball. His lowest on base percentage per season is three ninety one. Like that's insane. <laughs> okay, so i i was I was digging I was doing some digging on some stats about this, and there was a Sports Illustrated article written uh, in mid April of this year, and it was talking about the comparison between what Juan Soto has done in his early career compared to what Ted Williams did when he started his career, and Ted Williams is regarded as arguably the best all around hitter of all time, right? Like that's just yeah, it's easy. Yeah. yeah. Through their first 464 regular season games, Williams and Soto are the only players in major league history to have 90 home runs and 350 walks in their first 464 games. Uh, their totals during that time, Soto was at 98 and 373. Ted Williams was at 99 and 375. Sheesh. So they were within one home run and two walks of each other Gosh, in that time wow. span. Um, last season, Soto became only the fourth player to post a 525 on base percentage and hit 18 home runs in the second half of the season. The other that- four play, the other three players, Babe Ruth, Ted Williams, and Barry Bonds. I think that stat speaks to just like the length that baseball statisticians will go to for like lengthy. He comparison. got on base more than half the time over I know, the second like half of the season. Five twenty-five yeah, with eighteen no, I home know. runs in the second half of the season. Eighteen home runs when the, moon, was, when the moon was full on a Tuesday. Like that's <laughs> that's where I'm going with that. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but yeah, I see what you're saying. That's insane. It is. Also, last season, 2021 season, nobody in the major leagues swung at fewer pitches outside of the strike zone than Juan Soto. Juan Soto only swung at 12.2% of pitches outside of the strike zone. He, in this interview with sport in this article of sports illustrated has a lot of quotes from Juan Soto. And he basically says that, so here's this quote. He says, I never want my bat to get away from my head. He explains, I want to feel it's real close to my body this reminds me to be quick to the ball and always work a little bit down to the ball. So he's, he thinks he considers the bat as like an extension of his body. And he's like, I want it connected to my head as close as possible so that I know exactly where it's going. And it only goes where I want it to go when I want it to go there. And one more stat for you. I think Andrew likes Juan Soto. One more stat for you. In 2021. Yeah. In 2021, Soto ranked with Bryce Harper, Vlad Guerrero Jr., Fernando Tatis Jr., and Shohei Otani, and then Juan Soto, they were the top five OPS hitters in Major League Baseball. Soto did his damage with 911 swings. The other four averaged 1,152 swings. Means they, sw- they had 26% more swings throughout the season, and they were all around the same area in on-base percentage. Nuts. That's unreal. So... These stats and are nuts. Normally, when you have a chance in baseball to trade for a guy like this, it's like in the last year of his deal. 
and you're trading, you're giving up this huge haul. Trading to win now. Yeah. To get one bite at the apple, one chance to win a World Series with this guy, and then maybe try and get a chance to re sign him in free agency. Three seasons. Juan Soto, you get three bites at the apple. And if we're talking about the Rangers specifically, it's two because they're not going to be, they don't get a bite at the apple this year. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I'm just kidding. But you could get two. And then you could have a chance to re-sign him. Because I think regardless of where he goes, he's going to go into free agency. I don't think he's signing an extension because he can get more money. Um, The question, and it might be a silly question, but should the Rangers try and trade for Juan Soto? Yes. (laughs) In... I wouldn't. Only thing I wouldn't trade for Juan Soto right now is Jack Leiter. But everybody else is available. I think Jack Leiter is just a bona fide star, stud, ace, guaranteed. But other than that, have at it. I'm inclined to say no. What? Why? I just like the farm system right now. You know, I like the arms we've got coming up. You know, I like the middle <laughs> infield. I just like. I don't know. See, that's my same reasoning saying no, but as a Mariners fan, because our oh. farm system is like two years ahead of the Rangers right now. And they have a lot that's about to come up, like Kyle Lewis, who's coming back from injury. Uh, that's about it. Yeah, really, I think that for I can the think Rangers, of, but... you know, you're talking about, you know, you get a bite at the apple for the next two years, and then whatever happens with Soto happens. Yeah, they just got to hope like... he resigns. Yeah, versus like with the Rangers, you may not get a bite at the apple even next year. True. But then for the next like three or four years, you're going to get a, a bite at the apple. I just think if the Rangers it's actually... delayed gratification. And you know the Rang- that they're going to spend more money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like I see, you know, I, I just think that it would be a rushed Yeah, I, do, I think it I would just be think- we need to, because we're not quite in win now mode yet. Yeah, just if they land him, I really think the front office is going to go full steam ahead and just grab everything they can get after that. Like, they might break the record for most money spent if they land. So, like, is one World Series worth it, Andrew? Is one World Series worth it? Oh yeah. Are you kidding me? Is that a, is that a question? I mean, I don't Did you know. Live through like, 2011? Like, if you want like five shots at the apple, Austin, like, I, I'll Austin. take one. I, know. I just Austin. want one. Okay. I'm going to talk quiet. I'm going to get really close to the mic. Okay, here, I'll tell you what. I'm going to press my headphones in so I can hear you even more. In 2011, the Rangers made it to their back-to-back World Series. They Uh lost in 2010. They didn't deserve to be there in 2010. Or they didn't stand Uh a chance against the Giants. They had a schedule, yeah. They had a schedule. Uh 2011 was their year. Game six, the Nelson Cruz... Debacle. Don't, don't, don't speak his name. David Freeze, you know, bases Good. clearing triple. Shh. They win game six. The Cardinals win game six. I'm having like Vietnam level and, right now. <laughs> and you know, like you just knew, like you just had this like pit in your stomach as a Rangers fan. Just take your mind back to like eighth grade. Because uh-huh. that's when we were. It was eighth grade. They stay scary. up for that game too. That and game went into like two. You just had this pit morning. in your stomach. Uh-huh. That I remember the feeling. The Rangers were going to lose in Game Seven because of the way Game Six happened. As a fan, you were hopeful, but you just had this bad As a Dallas feeling. fan, especially, it's like ten percent. We understand. And game Seven happens, and the Cardinals win, and the Rangers lose back-to-back World Series. Little eighth-grade Andrew <laughs> on the bottom bunk of his bunk bed. <laughs> Oh no! He's in the room that in the room that he shared with his older brother, little Andrew, was laying in bed that night, Mm. on his side facing the wall, (laughs) (laughs) silently crying with tears rolling down his face, because his beloved Rangers lost a chance at a World Series, twice, twice, twice. I was there the first time. Yeah. So when I tell you yeah. that would, if you ask me if one World Series is worth it, hey, I think I think I get it. And I'm I, buying think, a, I, I would trade a, every I, player in I our farm system for one World nice, Series. Nice bottle of champagne you can buy for that pop in it. I would like to apologize to 
not big Andrew. I like to apologize to little Andrew. For little eighth grade Andrew. For little eighth grade Andrew. Weeping eighth grade Andrew. I, I'm so sorry. It's worth it. You know, I've had, um, you know, as. How many times a day do you think about that? It comes up once a week. I mean, <sighs> it's a big memory. Do you still cry at night? Does, no. Be- does Becca. No, I don't. But, you know, I will say, I will say, so Becca and I recently celebrated our two year anniversary. And, you know, one of the one of the joys of of being married is, you know, you really get to know each other on a on a very, you know, deep and intimate level. And and Becca obviously knows that I'm a big sports fan and everything. And we've had talks about this and I've told her I've said, I, you know, I love my Mavs. I love the Cowboys. You know, I, I root for the stars, but I will cry when the Rangers win a world series, like that's there. 2011 was amazing, but for, as a Mavs fan, let me say for the Mavs, the 2011 yeah. title was amazing, but that was a little seven. The day that the Rangers win a world series will be like the pinnacle of my sports like, fandom. Like day you met Jesus day, you married Becca, any kids Rangers winning a world series. Top yeah, five. maybe above the kids. Let's just say it'd be on my Mount Rushmore. We'll see how they work out. Yeah, it'd be on your Mount Rushmore. <laughs> so, so here's a question. So I I don't know. You said Mavs. So the Mavs or the Rangers trade for Soto. Mm-hmm. Do the Rangers with Soto win a World Series before the Mavs win an NBA title with Luka Doncic? Yes. Oh, not no. even a hesitation. Not no. Mm. Yeah. I'm saying no, because we're winning next year. Based on year. the offseason okay, we had but, here. Okay, so here's what we're talking about here. If you trade for Juan Soto, like Alex said, you go out this offseason and you spend big. Because Luke is even ahead at this point. You've got two years. You got two years left of Soto on his current deal. So you have the you have the money flexibility. You're not paying him fifty million a year yet. You go out and you spend big. Here are some pitchers who are going to be hitting the free agency market this year. Um, Chris Sale probably wouldn't do because of the injuries. Um, Noah Syndergaard. No. Free agent. He's not very good with the Angels right now. I mean, we saw him. We sort of I would take Noah up. Syndergaard. Yeah, um, we did mess him up in the first inning. He didn't get out of the first. Clayton Kershaw, Nathan Avaldi. Clayton um, Kershaw, I wouldn't touch him. You wouldn't touch what? him? What? Oh, wait, no. He's having a good year this year. Doesn't he yeah, have two? He's I taken, thought he had another. I thought he's he had taken two left. perfect games into the seventh inning or later. First pitch ever to do a, that. I thought he had a new. I thought he had another deal or another on. year on his deal. Look at spot year. track. No, no, no. It's just one year, seventeen million dollar deal. He's oh, a free agent next year. I thought it was two years. Nope. Never mind. So yeah, absolutely. So you go out, him. you spend big, you get free agents, you get pitchers, which pitchers will play in Texas now because we have air conditioning. Yes. And now you've got. You bolster your rotation, and then you've got a lineup with Corey Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, and Juan Soto. Done. I'm pretty good top three. This is nice. You got Adolis Garcia in there. You got Mitch Garver in there. I mean. I like the way this sounds. Even like Leotis, he's coming along. Now, I I will agree with Alex. I think the sticking point for me is lighter. But if we had to give up Josh Young, up- Colwyn, Evan Carter, uh, Justin Foscue, maybe even Leotis Tavares. Did you say uh, Young already? Owen White. I said Young. Okay. Yeah. Colwyn. Yeah, I said Win. Oh. And Owen White, I mean, that's six guys. I would do that. Six that, guys. And, like, and that, at that point, you keep Lighter, you keep Brock Porter, you keep Kumar Rocker. You don't need those position. A lot of those position player prospects you have are middle infield. Mm-hmm. You yeah, don't, Duran, you don't need Duran them. too would be a good guy to trade. Yeah, you don't need them. You have Seager and Simeon. Mm-hmm. So, my All my right. opinion I, is you go out I'm and flipping. get Ted Williams. I'm flipping. Yeah, good. You you make some very good points. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. If you got a chance to get Ted Williams, you don't worry about the prospects. One bite at the apple. My Go baseball take was ignorant, and I apologize to Baseball is a weird sport. All host, you can do is give yourself a chance. Yep. It's not like baseball is not like the NBA, where if you have you know the best player on your team, you're most likely going to win the title if you've got a decent surrounding cast. I mean, go look at the past few titles. Steph Curry, 
wins it in Golden State. Best player in the playoffs. Giannis. Last year, the year before that was Giannis. Best player in the playoffs. Year before that was LeBron. It was a Mickey Mouse championship. <laughs> the best player was Mickey. Year before <laughs> that was Toronto. Kawhi Leonard, best player in the playoffs. Oh yeah. And baseball's not like that. You've got to build a team, and but building a team with stars, you've already got Seager and Simeon. Go add Ted Williams. Doesn't hurt. That's my opinion. You can drop your mic now. That was pretty good. That was a pretty good argument. Thank you. Sure. I've ever, ever since Juan Soto was going to get traded. It's all so I've been much. thinking about. I can like I. I, I could you not every day I search on Twitter Soto to look for any new tweets or reports and try and find, you know, if the Rangers are interested. Sell the farm, sell them the Rough Riders, <laughs> sell them everything. <laughs> they can have the dots. We'll yeah. give them the dots in the deal. A yeah. dot to be named later. <laughs> um, okay. That was good. That was, Alex. That was good job. Yeah. I think there's another baseball topic you want to hit before we get to our. Mm. Our uh, home run derby draft. This is a pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are the Mariners ever gonna lose again? Is that is that the question everyone's asking Coming up right next. now? <laughs> no, but, but first, I think more realistic. Statistically, yes, they're going to lose again. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're playing the Astros this weekend, so well, I'll be I'm rooting for them. Ho- then. I'm just hoping for two out you of guys three. Just to made, be honest, like our trip into the All Star break just miserable. Alex True. was at two of those games, and I was at one of them with him. Oh, yeah, I had a fun baseball weekend last weekend. But Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I didn't really know that Alex was a Mariners fan until a couple of weeks ago when he's like, oh, wait, the Mariners are Dude, it's – I mean, it, the Mariners is probably the hardest team to be a fan of in all the four sports right now. I mean, since I've been alive, they've been to the playoffs once, 2001. I was five. Did you see, did you <laughs> see the, the text that I sent? Uh, yes, yeah, about the... Uh, they have more... more ruptured testicles than they do playoff appearances in their 44 years of existence. <laughs> yeah, that's that's tough. <laughs> but I did see there was, a, there was a tweet that Alex sent me a while ago. I'm trying to find it. Um, it was basically if you, at the start of this 18... Okay, here it was. So or I guess 14 game. So Mariners enter the all-star break on a 14 game winning streak. If you'd started with a hundred dollars and you'd rolled it over every game on their money lines, you just bet the money line just for them to win. Bet the winnings, right? You bet the winnings. Yeah. You bet everything. So you bet the hundred dollars on that first game, take that plus the winnings, bet it on the second game, so forth and so forth. That a hundred dollars now. Just the 14 game win streak. Just the 14 Mm -hmm. game win streak. Okay. That, four, July, yeah. that hundred dollars now would be six hundred and fifty seven thousand five hundred and eighty four dollars. Gosh, Marty, <laughs> go back, Marty. You better start now. Dude, no, I'm you can't bet on them now. You can't You'll do it now. Jinx them. No, you You'll can't. Jinx yeah. Them. yeah, yeah. But so, especially Alex. Insane. No, yeah, I'm not. I'm not going anywhere near betting <laughs> it's them. Like right whenever now. Alex bets on the Cowboys, we always zero <sighs> oh, three yep. last year. Every time. <laughs> so. You never Alex, where are you at confidence-wise on the Mariners? Do you think they're making the playoffs? Yeah. Um, just mostly because of the expanded wild card. There's three now, and right now they're half game behind the Tampa Bay Rays for the number one wild card spot. I think the uh, their playoff like percentage is up in the 60s right now. And so they've, they opened the uh, second half. It's pretty tough. They face the Astros, I think, in two series. They got the Yankees. But after that, to finish the uh, season, they got like 30 straight games with teams that are all below 500. So even if they're like 500 this next month to start the Let second guess, half. The Rangers are included in that. Yes, they are. Yeah, to finish. The well, hey, watch days. out. Jack Ryder might be up by then. He'll to finish out the month, down, maybe Jay Kumar too. Maybe Kumar. But, you guys um, play the Astros seven times before July is over. Yeah, and the Rangers. Honestly, too. let's just go four and three in those. Just give me a winning record. You play the Astros games. seven times, and then in the month of play August, the Rangers again. Pretty. Uh, you play the Rangers three times too. Yeah, yeah, and then in the month of August, you play the Yankees six times. Yankees. Yeah, and then after that, it gets it gets pretty smooth sailing. It's very easy after. Holy crap! Play the. Angels I mean, you got a two game series against the Padres. It's, the Padres and the Braves are like the oh toughest teams after August, basically. 
Yeah, it's setting up pretty well. Like, I don't know. Yeah, they would so have you have to... a five game stretch back to back. So September 9th through the 14th, you have a, th- but they're all five of these games are at home. You play, or the Mariners play the Braves and the Padres. Every yes. other opponent after the Yankees um, series in mid August is the Rangers. So it's the non Astros divisional opponents. Rangers, so Rangers, Angels. A's, and Angels. Mm-hmm. And then it's Washington, Cleveland, Detroit, Chicago White Sox, Kansas City Royals. So yeah, like wow. So they might crazy. go on like a thirty. They might lose this fourteen game win streak and then go on like a thirty game win streak. Yeah, you guys. You yeah, guys that's what I'm saying. So they have some leeway if they go in a little slump to start the second half. They can always just finish strong. And just with the three game wild card thing set up, I really. Barring a catastrophic like collapse, I don't see them not missing the playoffs. Because they also have Mitch Hanniger and Kyle Lewis coming back, which is going to really solidify the lineup. Because the bottom three are a little shaky. They're not that great. But you add those two guys into the bats that are already pretty hot right now. I mean, and the starting pitching and the bullpen. I mean, let's go. Hmm. Making the playoffs. I'm happy for you, Alex. Be happy for Seattle, too. They've They've already sold out this weekend's series, which really? is really, yeah. really rare for Seattle. Man, if like, with they have baseball year, fever up there. This year, you can no longer say that they have more ruptured testicles. Now they're officially tied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's another thing. I got to tweet that out. The Twitter account <laughs> has to tweet, tweet that, that out. out. The curse is uh, over. They don't have the balls. Ah, got them. <laughs> All, right. Uh, All right, man. Well, I, yeah, if the if, <laughs> even though they're a divisional opponent, if the Mariners win, I'll be happy for you and Mariners yeah, fans. Yeah, good job. Y'all, y'all deserve needs, some happiness. Baseball um, needs the J-Rod show in the playoffs. Good do you want to get into our, our home run derby draft? Let's do it. Let's I texted my answers it. already, but. So. Uh, Change mine a little bit, a little bit. The draft we did last week was so much fun that we're doing another spin on it we're doing a a part fictional character part major league baseball player draft for a three-man home run derby squad um by the way uh based on the votes on twitter and instagram does anyone want to guess who the winner was from our draft last year last week you or trent it was you or trent it was not trent it was trent so i'd be i beat trent by like two votes on the twitter poll instagram he won it by a landslide so and everyone who like or i a few people who voted for him that i talked to it was the night king pick Mm. like having night king at quarterback was just it's made a class though i would i would i would say most accurate ever the night king might struggle with the short and intermediate passing game i don't know if he can (laughs) dial back that arm of his you know i don't know if he's got the touch yeah but look at who his receiver is Like it's just oh, yeah. bombs. It's yeah, just throw it up. Twelve foot. What's her name? Teary. Teary. The Teary. Yeah. yeah. With her. So yeah. okay, yeah. So that's that's who won the draft last week. So the draft this week, we're doing a home run derby draft. Uh, the rules: we're drafting one fictional character and two MLB players from any era, um, steroids included. Uh, same rules apply on the fictional character. It you know if it's a. a superhero they can't have their powers wait uh, wait no 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 we changed the rule we changed it to they could we have said once powers. yeah we did said we once, yeah just because like fictional characters oh. for baseball so I automatically or... picked the most powerful superhero of all time <laughs> wow okay um well it's that yeah. i hope i get the first overall pick because i'll just yeah this will be easy this will be cake. dibs um well we'll do a we'll do a number generator um, here I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on my phone and hold it to the screen so you guys know I'm not cheating. Okay. Um, All right. So what Andrew is one. So right. yeah, so one fictional character, two major league baseball players. So you can do any like any including, order, including Star Wars. You can we're doing people who can use the force. Yeah, I was gonna so say they that. can just we pick can up the ball. Guys. I feel like we should. I feel like we should at least eliminate that. Well, so like Thor can use his hammer. 
I don't think hypothetically he's a hammer. No, but, but no, no, no. I think we need to at least eliminate Star Wars because otherwise, yeah, Paul's that's gonna fine. That's guys. fine. Oh, I yeah. was gonna pick a Jedi anyways, but yeah, I wouldn't go into either. Who are you gonna pick? Well, I can't I say you. right now. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> um, so those are the rules. Um, apparently, I didn't know them, but those are the rules. Uh, to see who goes first. Hold it up. Um, we're each picking a number between one to a hundred, and the winner of this gets to choose the order. Can we? Right. Can we? Uh, what should we call it? So, is do we have to draft them in any particular order? In instance? any particular order, you can do fictional character first. You can do major baseball player first. Okay, because I feel like def- one is definitely more important than the other. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Sorry. Whatever you want to do. Okay. All right. Give Give me some numbers. Alex. Fifty-seven. Fifty-six. No, okay, let's make a rule because I hate when people do that. Okay. I heard that they did this on part of my take. You can't pick a number within 20 digits of the other person's guess. All right, he's going 57. I'm going to go 37. I think it's a lot. Gosh, I was going to say 37. Okay. <laughs> um, I will say 77. Shout yeah. out, Luca. Okay. <laughs> nice. Are you seeing this right here? Yes. Okay. Now it's it's glaring. Look, I'm, I know, I know. I'm gonna hold it closer, but you see, I'm gonna hit the um, button. Yeah. Generate. Yeah. What's that number? Thirty. Yes. Austin wins. Austin, you pick the order. Uh, is it? It's not snake, right? No, it is. Oh, it's snake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Okay, I will go at the turn. You're going third. Yeah, I'll go third. Okay, you got to pick who's going first and who's going second. I'm going to make Andrew go first <laughs> and then Alex go second. Okay, can one of y'all keep track of this in the in the outline? Like you keep track of who we pick. <laughs> Alex did it first. It was Austin. No, that's you. You didn't know. No, I asked one of you to do it. <laughs> okay, fine. I keep track. Well, I'll keep track of it too. It's Okay. So with my first pick, now that we can use you know, superheroes with their powers. Um, I just, this is a no brainer. Let's go with the Scarlet Witch 1.1. What? Why? Okay. She can move things with her, like her powers can move things. So she can just hit the ball and make it go out every time. I guess. Right? There's a lot power. of OP superhero. I feel like our superhero picks are going to be a wash. Yeah. Scarlet, Scarlet going to be a wash. I mean, did y'all see her in the new Doctor Strange? No. She, I she mowed down everyone. Yeah, and then she just gave up at the end for some reason. Spoilers. <laughs> I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, shoot. So I'm going Scarlet Witch. One, it's 1. Right. one. It's better than me spoiling Hayden Christensen's like, not random appearance in episode five of Obi-Wan. So. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like so, after watching it, it's not a big deal, right? No, it was not. Uh, a big deal. Was, no, you shouldn't have said it. It was <laughs> only a big deal because, like, we didn't know when they were going to do it. That. Literally, exactly. was not. I had, you had a 50 50 shot of knowing when it was going to happen. Like, no, it, I wouldn't have done it. That was Trent it. also it was... just he just made it a big deal because he's Trent. You know, yeah, <laughs> I don't get it. All right, um, Alex. Okay, Alex. One point so, two. My guy, I've already te- I texted this, but I'm just going with the god Thor. Like he's just jacked. I feel like he's built for the home run derby. Austin keeps asking if he can use his hammer. I really don't think he needs to use his hammer because he's just so strong. But... It's just cooler. Yeah, it's cooler. I was thinking maybe you could craft like something out of the hammer material, material, but it's like a bat shape. Maybe you could do that. But yeah. Going all you gotta Thor. go do is get uh, what's his face, Peter Dinklage to yep, yeah, yeah. something else, yeah, for sure. I like it. Okay, so all you're right. going Thor back to Austin. back. All right, now that my my superhero pick is solidified, um, I'm actually gonna draft my two MLB players back to back, and that is the top two MLB, you know, home run leaders, and Barry Bonds, roided Barry Bonds. Because is there any other kind? <laughs> and, and then <laughs> Hank Aaron back to back. Hard hitters. I you know. I just, I feel like the, the, the difference is in the, the MLB hitters because the superheroes are so OP. 
So I'm just going to take two of the hardest hitters in baseball. So yeah, top two in home runs. Is it a cop out? Could, Maybe, but do I like to win? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Am I up again? Uh, Alex. Alex. All right. I'm going with the original, the kid, three time home run champ, only Ken one, Griffey Jr. I believe he's actually the only guy who's won three home run. He's the only guy who's won three. Yeah, everybody else has only has won two. Or the more, but yeah, he's just built like, <laughs> just like Thor. He's built for the home run derby. He's already won three. Knows how it goes. Like, I don't know. He's gonna win it again. Four times. Well, four times. Trying. So it comes to me. One of mine's dead. So sorry. I'm going with you know, rest in peace. The guy who's gonna point to where he's gonna hit it. Ah, the great. Bambino. It's going to be drunk, too. Great Bambino. The Sultan of third, Swat. Third on the all-time home run leaderboard. Um, I will say that he did it in 2,500 to 4,000 less plate appearances than Hank Aaron and Barry Bonds, and he's only a few home runs behind them. So yeah, with we're going like with arguably teachers, the greatest player of all teachers, time. High school teachers thrown to him. Babe Ruth. The babe. George the babe. Herman the Ruth. That's Let's what I'm go. going with. Respect. Also, pretty good pitcher. Yeah, can he also pitch? All right. <laughs> Didn't he win a um, All right. So we're back to uh, you. Oh, we're actually back to me. So I just get my 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 second major league player. Um, you know, since we're doing, I think I think the the obvious picks on would say here would be Mark McGuire, but I, I'm not I'm not going that way. I'm going with a guy who was actually in the home run derby this year. Now it might've been as an honorable mention, but he made it to the second round and he is fifth all time in home runs. And he's been playing in the major leagues for 30 years. So I like the consistency. Albert Albert Pujols. I thought you were going to go his middle name. (laughs) No, his middle name. I don't even know. That's why I was sort of excited to hear it. But, um, he doesn't have one listed. Yeah. So cool. He didn't need one. Oh gosh. (laughs) My Mac battery is about to die. 6%. We're doing good. Let's wrap this up. We're doing good. So this second pick, I'm changing it up from what I texted. I'm going with the current kid, Julio Rodriguez hit 81 home runs a couple days ago in the current Derby format. Like, I just think that's the perfect guy to finish off my lineup here. Proven power. He's only going to get better at the home run derby next year in Seattle. Making the call, he's going to win the home run derby, but we could just save that for later. You could use the sound effect, uh, whatever. But Julio Rodriguez. <laughs> or or don't, because it's fictional. Well, I'm just, I'm just messing. I mean, he's guaranteed to be. No, he means he's going to win an actual home run derby. Okay. All right. True. No, that is a call. Okay. All right. So, to wrap us up, Austin. All right, I'm picking the most powerful superhero of all time. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Superman. Yeah. Reflexes. Are oh, I forgot true. to tell you, the baseballs were made out of kryptonite. Yeah, oh, that's what I was going to say. The, the seams, <laughs> I'm going to go with whatever that Dragon Ball Z guy's name is. <laughs> is it Goju? Go, go, Grogu? Yeah, I think that's it. Grogu, yeah. yeah Baby yeah, Yoda. Baby <laughs> Not an anime guy. Okay, right. so to wrap up, my team, Scarlet Witch, Babe Ruth, Albert Pujols, Austin, Superman, Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron, Alex, Thor, Ken Griffey Jr., Julio Rodriguez. Yeah. Any honorable mentions that we want to shout out before we wrap up? Mark McGuire? Mm, yeah, Mark McGuire. Uh, Cal Ripken uh, Jr. So I didn't know that... He- when we went into this, I didn't know that we were having superheroes with their powers. So I was trying to think of like the best, like powerful, like just with the whole, you know, the whole fictional characters um, without powers. And so so like Luke Cage. Well, okay. So like I was going to ask if Bucky Barnes counted as a winter soldier with his metal arm. I feel like that dude could hit some dingers. It's science. It's not, I was going to, I was going to pick Hawkeye too, just because of his, and eye coordination with the uh, bow and arrows and stuff. Yeah. Just and then the if we were going for it. if we were going for just brute strength, I mean Kingpin, I feel like yeah. would be a good pick. 
just mm-hmm. the dude is massive. And then I also had Batman because also course. I don't know Ooh, yeah. Captain America. Uh, Captain America. It's Captain, Captain America, America before the super serum. Yeah, before the super he was serum. Ninety yeah. pounds. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's a he's a single hitter. The dude made the dude dude had Chet Holmgren looking like Shaq. It was like Derek Jeter. <laughs> Contact. So, him. all right, that's our uh, fictional character home run derby draft. Uh, we'll post the results on social media like we did last week. Please vote. Let us know which one you think would hit the most dingers in a home run derby. Uh, that's what we're going for here. Uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Making the Call. The dad joke this week, going baseball themed. Did you hear the joke about the pot fly? Never mind. It would just go over your head. And then the one, so I'll say this one, but you guys already heard it because I said it before we hit record, but I feel like it's the best one. Why does a pitcher raise one leg when he throws a ball? Because if you raise them both, he'd fall down. (laughs) It's still funny the second time. (laughs) I'm so good. Uh, Let's see. Why did the Braves hire a baker? They needed a new batter. Um, Am I the one that I pulled before it started? I was wondering why the baseball was getting bigger. Then it hit me. <laughs> what do the baseball gloves say to the ball? Catch you later. <laughs> Item at so, 1%. <laughs> all right. Perfect timing. Austin's laptop is about to die. We're going to wrap up the podcast. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you to Austin and Alex for joining us this week. Thank you to you, the lovely listener, for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next week, probably with another uh, fictional character draft or some something like that. Uh, we've got a few ideas that we're we're workshopping with the team, so we'll have a great podcast in store for you next week. Enjoy this episode, enjoy your weekend, and we will see you next time. Bye.